Welcome back to Tough Men of Faith. What's up, RT? I was just checking the time. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you got somewhere to be? Hi, you, dinner. Wife making dinner? Uh, I don't nope. I, I think she may be gone this evening. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Huh. You want to come over for dinner? No. Okay. Gotcha. I can't. I, there's something I'm supposed to do after this. Okay. I don't remember what it is. All right. So, Sounds good. That's good not good. Best yeah. of luck to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. All right. You having a good week? Great week. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, nothing new, you know, nothing crazy, just normal week. Okay. Yep. And uh, we have a guest today, but first, um, we need to thank workforce chaplains. Yeah. Um, if you need chaplains at, you know, your corporate gig, corporate job, um, office building, yeah, uh, whatever you need, if you need just a chaplain to come in and just kind of help, you know, a lot of companies pay for physical health and stuff like that. But if you need spiritual leadership or spiritual health for your employees, um, Call Workforce Chaplains. Yeah. It's a great ministry. Yeah. Uh, this is a great thing for your company. They, they provide a ministry of presence. They're just kind of there to be around yeah. if you right. always need anything. And they're there to help them through some tough anyway, times. So. Thanks a lot, guys. Yep. Appreciate Workforce Chaplains. All right. You want to introduce our guest? We can. Do you want me to? Yeah. Okay. I don't um, know his first name, so <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be terrible. We are joined by Larry Hoff. Hoff? Hi. Hoff. 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 H-O-F-F. Right? Nope. Just one F. H-O-F. Yep. Oh. It's not Hub, it's off. <laughs> Here we go. Man, we should do more research. Yeah, we're going to screw this up. Yeah, that's all right. Well. It is always spelled wrong. I, I get over to uh, Korea, and it was spelled Hoss, so that kind of stuck for a little bit. Hoss. Yeah. What were you doing in Korea? Uh, I was in the military. Okay. Yeah. What What years? Uh, that would have been 93 and 94. 93? Okay. So you enlisted in 93, like right out of high school? No, no. I enlisted in 90, um, 91, okay. and I was in until 90. For November '94, I got out, uh, but I was—I uh, finished up my uh, time in the Air Force uh, at Tinker Air Force. Base. What you did, Air Force? Yeah. Oh. So not the real military. Uh, Man, I, I know you're like, an army like, guy. I was impressed, and then he's like, and Air then Force I lost like, you. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I get yeah, no, yeah, Air Force gets no respect, but yeah, we tell you where to go, and you go. So they get really good hotels. Yeah. Where do Where do good foods at? You know, I. No, that's not what I meant. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I know what you meant. You guys wouldn't know logistics if it. Uh, <clears throat> so I didn't believe that about the Air Force, like the hotel and all that crap. That oh, but it's true. I was at you this, wanted our child I was at hall, army you? base. You wanted our child hall, didn't you? Yeah. I was Every with time. this 18-year-old playing basketball. He's a private or whatever you call him in the Air Force. Just, just Airman. enlisted. Airman. All right. I snuck out. I was down in the woods sleeping for three weeks. Couldn't even have my tent. And I, I'm a captain at the time, right? I'm, I'm not someone, but well, you're I didn't captain. just enlist at 18. Like you're upset. You're an 03. 03. I mean, you know, I go up there to take a shower and play some basketball. One day we got a pass to get out of the woods. And I meet this kid, and he's living in a hotel for that same three weeks, eating at this nice chow hall. He's telling me about these lobster tails that he could eat as many as he wants. I'm getting one MRE a day. I lost 15 pounds in three weeks. You don't lose weight in the Air Force. No. No, No, well. And you don't lose sleep. Yeah. That's what this kid was saying. Yeah. And I thought, I messed up. So I'm I'm really not – Mad it's more of a jealous. It always was more of a jealous. Yeah, thing. it's definitely more. The Marines, jealousy. every time they come to town, would want to start fights with us, and I, I yeah. know it's because they didn't hate us; they were jealous. So yeah, well, that's about all they know how to do. So it's, right. It's, yeah. well, I mean, that's what they're trained for. We that's need what them. They do. I mean, you know, you that's got a do. you got an impassable, immovable object. You send the Marines. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So Air Force. <laughs> yeah, Air Force. Then went to Korea. And... I was over in Korea for a year, um, and uh, then I finished up in the Third Herd uh, at Tinker Air Force Base, uh, Oklahoma. Okay. And um, then uh, got out, moved back here, and that's it. So, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there's a lot, but you know, what'd you do in the Air Force? Uh, I was a diesel generator mechanic. 
Okay. Which I did also out of the Air Force. So did you I once you got out? Cummins. Not once I got out because very hard to get a job in that field. Not a huge field yeah. until it is. Uh, you get a bunch of people that retire, or, and then mm-hmm. so they need they have you know openings, and so you get in. So yeah, that's a good thing I guess about having that job because a lot of jobs in the military when you get out like everybody what does can you it. do i can kick down doors <laughs> <laughs> i can drop a shell into a mortar tube yep not a, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that's what my dad did so yeah <clears throat> but i will say like the discipline and other things you you learn in the military like once you get that job well I, I yeah think, i yeah, mean right. you know it's it's uh, air force was definitely about attention to detail which yeah. someone with ocd i embraced that so. yeah so nice. let's kind of take us to like how did you get where you're at now so you went to high school graduated uh, I went to high school real close by. You did, yeah. yeah. Um, grew up at a really good church. Yeah, uh, you might know of it. I've um, heard of it. Yeah, and uh, uh, well, the thing is, I went to that school and grew up at this church and made it without actually knowing Jesus Christ as my Savior. Yeah, I uh, thought I had. I said a prayer when I was five years old, and every time I went to forward to the altar after that. It was a guy that said the prayer with me at five at the altar worker. And he said, oh, no, I was there. You said the prayer. You're okay. Yeah. And so, um, which, you know, um, uh, the big problem was, though, I went to camp where I met my wife um, at Camp Chautauqua, where, okay. this, where we, this youth group used to go. And, yeah. um, and I met her. And uh, the second year that we were there, um, the preacher was preaching. And I knew that I needed to go be saved. And yeah. I didn't. Uh, it had been too embarrassing. I won the preaching competition that year at camp and, and, and was uh, in the singing competitions and yeah. all this stuff. And I was one of the youth leaders here at the church. Uh, um, you know, I went out on visitation, um, all that stuff. So it was too embarrassing. Yeah. I couldn't do it. And, uh, so, uh, the Lord basically said, well, I'm done talking to you. And he was, uh, yeah. I mean, I went to a really well-known, uh, uh, church in Oklahoma city, yeah. um, with a big college and just super well-known church and, uh, man didn't feel anything. It was like, you ever watch Charlie Brown? And you hear the parents yep. talking, wah, wah, yep. wah. that's what it was like. Anytime I got into any preaching, yeah. God wasn't talking to me. Um, my wife, uh, when we moved back here from the military, she immediately started going to the church that she grew up at. Mm-hmm. Um, her grandfather was one of the founding members. And, uh, so she started going and she'd ask me and she'd try and get me to go every now and then. And, you know, I didn't really want to, uh, I was into more of, you know, what Larry was into, which was never anything good. Yeah. And, uh, sounds like Nick. So I lost <laughs> here from we what go. I've heard on the podcast, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, anyways, uh, so I, um, uh, we got in an argument one day. Uh, I know that's odd that Wait husbands and wives would Sounds argue. just like Nick and Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I, we, we made a little wager. And uh, if I lost, if, if, we, if she was proven to be right, I had to go to two services of a um, revival meeting that the church was having at that point in time. And uh, if I won, then she was going to make my favorite meal. And uh, I didn't win, uh, so I didn't get my favorite meal. Um, but it was a Wednesday, September of 1998, uh, September 23rd. And uh, we went to the service, and I felt conviction for the first time since I was 18 years old. Hmm. Scared me to totally death. Wasn't ready to give up the lifestyle that I was living. Didn't want to, anything to do with God. I had felt like I had God shut down my throat my whole life yeah. at the school, at the church. Uh, by, my, by my dad, who was man, loved Lord, devout, mm-hmm. uh, server for Jesus, uh, did the bus ministry here for years. Uh, and so um, I had enough of it, and... So I didn't want anything to do with it. I grabbed my wife, my kids, left, and I was not going back the next night, yeah. even though I had promised. And so I came home very late from work. She was supposed to already be gone. I also came home <laughs> under the waited. influence of, of <laughs> my favorite uh, help at that point in time. Yeah. She did yeah. wait. And uh, so I went to church that night high and angry. And uh, 
my sister, uh, my mom and dad, I love them. Hopefully, this doesn't you know, make them upset. But uh, th- let's, I'll just put it away. They got married in December. I was born in January. Okay. Okay. So, um, the past nine months. My, it was, <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, so, my sister, her favorite thing to call me was. And I'm, is it okay if I use the word? You can use any word. Okay, on bastard. Thing. Yeah, that's the first thing. That's what she loved to call me because yeah. she knew it bothered me, and uh, and it did. It bothered me greatly. And so it's a Bible word. It's okay. So yeah. uh, uh, that night, uh, September 24th, 1998, God used Hebrews chapter 12, verse 8, to let me know that I was a bastard. Yeah, and uh, it scared me to death. I'd never been so scared in my life. I knew I was going to die before I get up to the altar because I was still under the assumption that you had to be at the altar to be saved. Yeah, and uh, so I. Uh, as soon as the invitation hit, I grabbed my wife and headed to the altar. Mm. Now, the thing is, I know, looking back, I mean, because I didn't go up and pray. Yeah. I, I didn't go up and say it. I sobbed the entire, yeah. like, however long it lasted. But it was when I put my foot in the aisle. Um, yeah. That's when I was done with me and ready for him. So, yeah. Um, life's not been the same. Um, I made a mess of things still a little bit. But uh, we're, we're men. We do that. Well, I, you know. <laughs> Uh, this is true. a pretty normal uh, part of our lives. It, it is. It is. I'm really good at it. But uh, the good thing is he knows how to take a lot of the messes that I've made and make them part of my ministry. So, yep. Yeah. Man, that's an incredible story. Like how well, God like works in so many different ways to draw people to him. Mm-hmm. And like the, always thinking like the shepherd going after the sheep. Because a lot of times I think we think that we go looking for God. Mm. And, and the truth is when I read scripture. No man. I'm look, dead. No I'm man looks for righteousness. Man, right. And yeah. God comes pursuing me. And how... Man. He pursues everyone so different of a wager you and your wife made to get you to a revival service that was already planned for months in advance, I'm sure, to know that you're going to be there under the influence, but he's going to meet with you in a special way. Man. And your life will never look different. Yeah, And it has not. I mean, I'm so thankful. I just celebrated 25 <laughs> years of being born again. And, uh, man, God's been good. Yeah. So he's what happened? Good. That was 98? That was 1998. Okay. And what did um, life look like after that? Uh Start going to church. Okay. My wife was, she was sure that I would leave that church and we'd start coming here. Yeah. Uh, because this is where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, I think, um, I think Kevin Hale was still the pastor. I don't yeah. remember exactly. Uh, he was the pastor when I had left. Um, but anyways, um, I mean, I just plugged in where we're at. Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, it was a decent sized church at that point in time. Uh, uh, I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. I didn't know. I, she was the spiritual leader. I didn't know how yeah. to be a spiritual leader. And uh, so I didn't even try and leave. And then as I started to learn, you know, kind of how to walk with the Lord a little bit, which really wasn't much for seven years, mm-hmm. um, I learned that, you know, I don't get to pick where I go. Yeah. It's his choice. Yeah. And Funny so that's he where he places does. you. What's that? Funny how he just places you. Well, I mean, he does. And he then puts you, you in. He puts you where he wants. And yeah. I tried to leave the church that I'm at now uh, several times mm-hmm. for different reasons. It doesn't matter. God would love me, and it didn't make any sense to me until, you know, it did. Is that the church you pastor? That's the church I'm pastoring. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I you were so. saved in a revival at the church you pastor. Yes. That's an incredible testimony. At the church, church my wife grew up in. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Praise like to see, like, this grown adult man who is far from Jesus, church puts on a revival, comes to Christ, and now he's leading that church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that's God. Yeah. How long have you uh, been there as pastor? Uh, since 2013. Okay. I'm coming up on 11 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Is it? I I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, well, RT can attest. He doesn't know what he's doing either. I was thinking I mean, by the time I... And I, I mean, I, I've not gone to Bible college. Yeah. Um, I've had some Faith Bible Institute. Um, um, I've, you know, I've had some uh, college as far as electronical engineering and things like that mm-hmm. from my job. But I, I just... And so even when I tried to go to Bible college, my pastor said, no, 
that's not the path for you. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm glad. And I've tried even since then because sometimes I feel like I'm a dummy. Uh, yeah. But my wife, when she quits calling me that, I feel better. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, honey. Um, so uh, I, I feel like, you know, maybe I, I should try again. And every time I do, the Lord just kind of shuts the door. Because I've got correspondence courses. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally three-quarters of the way through a, a bachelor's degree. Yeah. And I just, God, God won't. And I know why, because I'm an arrogant arrogant guy yeah i don't mean to just keep looking at him what yeah I'm gonna, and so it's it's amazing how many narcissists god calls into the pastorate um because it seems like i meet a lot of us and uh yeah. and so the thing is god wants to continually humble me mm-hmm. and uh so i know this if i got some type of a degree it'd probably go to my head so yeah Yes, you don't want to be called Dr. Hoff someday. No, okay. no. Yeah. Not unless it's a doctor on how to school you in basketball or something. Yeah. I'm getting too old for that stuff now, too. So. Well, so what you do now is you pick up pickleball. Do you play pickleball? <laughs> no, I have not. Okay, so Nick is a professional pickleballer. <laughs> okay. Hold on. And so we're getting we, paid for We this. use professionally loosely. Okay. So um, Nick's played a few times, and he right. got me to play a few times, yeah. and we know why people love it. Like it's, I, I've, heard, I've heard about it. But it's wildly addicting. And that's what I've heard, yeah. but I have yeah. not tried it yet. Um, again, I'm not a young person. If you ever want to get spanked, I don't spanked, consider I'm old. Old is always 10 more years than me. If I ever yeah. want to get spanked, yeah. Yeah. I, that's, is that what the paddle's for? I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want that. Uh, my dad spanked me my whole life yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a kid. So pass. No, I, I pass, yeah. So I'm yeah. um, not into that, but yeah. uh, appreciate. No, I don't even appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, well, the offer's there. Not by okay. me, by Nick. <laughs> oh, and so uh, I didn't know I was getting into it, I'll be honest with you. So yeah. with this pickleball thing, but I'm going to stay away. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't yeah, just play with our team. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, 11 years at the church. Yes, sir. sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I don't really know what I'm doing. I feel yeah. like uh, I just try and Bring it. do the next right thing whenever yeah. I feel like that's what God wants. So, uh, I've been in a period of flux here the last few months, too, a big period of flux. Yeah. I just lost, had a young man and a young lady grew up in our church, loved them so very much. Uh, and uh, they were like, you know, they were my right hands. I yeah. Mean, they, they did so very much. And uh, but God called them to pastor a church over in Illinois. So, yeah. Um, so I've lost them. And so we're just, I'm just yeah. waiting for God. Isn't that to, tough to, as a It is. You're so proud. Specifically like pastors, like yeah. when, because we've sent out some people from this church over yeah. the last few years and they're core people. Like, right. They're plugged love Jesus. In. They're serving. And you don't like, have to ask them to do anything. You have to ask them to. Right. Like, hey, you should slow down, yeah, right? Not mm-hmm. do so much. But then we know they, that God's going to send them someplace else. We want to see them go. But we don't. But like there's the, well, the side of the flesh. She was like, my piano player. Yeah. Now I don't have, now I don't have a piano yeah. player. And he played guitar and sang with us. And, and uh, he was one of the elders of the church. And uh, just uh, basically, I mean, he was young too. So, you know, everything that I would struggle to do, he'd yeah. make sure I could get done. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so they're missed. They're missed. This, yeah. this last Sunday it really hit me hard, uh, and I I let them know. I'm, man, I miss you guys. Love you guys, but I'm proud of you. Yeah, so. it's so good for the kingdom. Like once you get fo- not focused on your local church, but the overall kingdom. Right. Yeah, We're talking. So Nick's a deacon here at the church well, I pastor. And look at how much it's good for him. You know, for growing and yeah. learning. You know, I mean, it's well, it's the good church for them they, to step they out they and went to, yeah. hadn't had a pastor for two years. Yeah, so that's it, great. It, it it's been it's been exactly what God. Yeah. Wanted. I, I knew, I knew, but you know, yeah. it doesn't make it any easier. No, it doesn't. God's will has very rarely been an easy thing. So. Yeah. Well, this kind of leads into our topic today. Yeah. So when I asked you, I was like, hey, you want to come on this podcast and different things? And then it's like, do you have any topic you'd want to talk about? And I kind of explained what we, who we, our target audience is here. And you came back fairly quickly with, man, I think we should talk about control versus faith. Is that? Well, kind of, because I, I was, I was watching your episodes and, and you guys kind of started off this season with uh, how disciplined your lives are. And, yeah. and I, I love that. And so, 
kind of preface with the fact that during 2018, I made a great decision. Uh, I was about 320 pounds, okay. um, and I was a gamer. Uh, Monday mornings, uh, Mondays was my day off, and so Monday mornings I would start basically around 10 in the morning and just play Black Ops. That's okay. all I did. Have my core group always played yeah. with. Uh, well, you were in Air Force, so you never got a chance to do like right. the military. Right, <laughs> so, so I didn't actually know what military yeah. that. So I, I lived vicariously <laughs> through Call of Duty. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, and I had, I, especially because I had broken, I had uh, torn my rotator cuff, and so during that surgery, I couldn't do anything. I could, I, mm. but I could hold a controller. Yep. And so I got really addicted at that point in time, and it was causing some problems in my marriage because uh, my wife was jealous because I was spending too much time with it, yeah. and I was, and it started causing problems in my ministry. And I tried to, and God was trying to pull me away from it, um, but uh, I was reluctant. I was like, "No, I've got control of this." this yeah. You know, and so I, I proved that I had control. I would just play a couple hours here, a couple hours there, um, but finally, uh, I just felt like. God was saying, do you love me or do you love that? And so I put it down, went and bought an Apple Watch, and uh, I sold it, went and bought an Apple Watch, and started walking. Okay. And uh, my wife and I, uh, we find out we're having some grandbabies on the way. Mm-hmm. And so for uh, about a year and a half, uh, from 2018 until you know mid-2019, was probably the sweetest time of my life as far as I had everything mapped. I mean, yeah. I got up. I did what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I did what else I had to do. I got everything done. I never missed anything. My schedule was mine. It was wonderful. Yeah. And I loved it. And I was at peace because I had control. Yeah. And that's where I'm at peace. I'm at the peace when I have control over things. Mm-hmm. I don't like not having control. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, then uh, my first grandkid came. And my daughter uh, is a nurse. My son who then had a child two months later well he didn't but his wife did yeah um that'd be weird Uh, but uh (laughs) then they had a child and so they needed babysitters my wife and i've always want we want to be as much a part of our kids lives as we possibly can and uh um and by the way uh being a parent of an adult is so much harder than being a parent of children um yeah it just is and yeah, I'm three so, months into that, and I'd agree. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it changes everything. Oh, man. It changes yeah. everything. So then when the grandkids come, and then um, we started having a huge transition in our church around then, too. Um, this, is, this is pre-COVID? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, well, we had just we had just started doing a, a great ministry outreach. And I say outreach. It's not even really an outreach because we don't do it as an evangelistic thing. Uh, but we do it to serve our community. Yeah. And so uh, we had gone door knocking. I've been I've been a door knocker. I mean, since '98, and even yeah. growing up here. I mean, I used to meet in this very room. Yeah. Have biscuits and gravy made by Ruby Logue, and then go out door knocking on Saturdays. Okay. Yeah. Um, did so I, it was just natural, normal. Mm-hmm. So then at you know the church that I pastor now, Faith Baptist, uh, that's what we started doing. I mean, that's what we did, and and so. Uh, we, we had kind of stopped doing that, and we were kind of trying some different things, but nothing ever seemed to work. And, I mean, nothing against door knocking. It wasn't working out there in yeah. Greenfield. Uh, I couldn't get the bus ministry to grow. I was just really racking my mind. But um, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. Uh, That's all right. <clears throat> so um, People don't want to hear what I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we started doing this uh, outreach um, or this community service, you might say, 
Uh, it's just furniture ministry. Um, we work with a great organization called Love in the Name of Christ uh, of Greater Hancock County, and uh, it's a great vetting process. As a pastor, I know you get calls from people, hey, I need my light bill paid. Yeah. Hey, I, my rent's due. I'm three yeah. months past, and, you know, all these things. And I don't know if you have, but there's been times where I've been taken advantage of by people who didn't really have uh, a need, but yep. they were just, you know, cons. They had a handout. Uh, right. Yep. And so... Um, and so this is a wonderful organization that has a great vetting process. You're not going to get by them. Uh, not, not someone that's trying to work the system. Yeah. Um, or, you know, they're great. So they started, uh, uh, they do the vetting. They find people that have furniture that want to donate it. And then they find people that need furniture that need it. And so uh, we're basically just a middleman, but we're a middleman for Jesus. We store uh, washers, refrigerators, dryers, okay. couches, beds. Uh, chairs, tables, things like that. And then when someone's in need, and we've had the opportunity to go into places where people, where their house has been burned down, and they have no way to. Yeah. And so we've, we'll furnish everything we possibly can. Um, and so uh, we were then going into houses during COVID when mm -hmm. there was no door knocking, when you couldn't go to people's houses. We were still deemed essential. And so yeah. we were able to do so very much. And, and so God's used that. Uh, and then so we've just transitioned from, I don't know, really, really traditional church yeah. to a lot more. Uh, a church with a lot more liberty, so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, and so, uh, and we're still in that transition, I think. Uh, I, I know, because um, uh, I've still got some folks that have always been around, but um, I had a preacher uh, that hadn't been to our church for a couple of years come um, about a month ago, and he's standing up at the boy. He said, man, I, he goes, it's amazing. I don't recognize hardly any of you. Yeah. And I was like, I hadn't thought about it, but because I'm always looking at, well, I mean, here's, this is the same number we've had for, you know, 10 years now. So yep. where's everybody at? Why aren't we? Well, it's a different number now. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I don't know. I forgot why I was going on that train. I, I, I just talking about like, uh, of thought, so control versus uh, yeah, you and, said that you so no I, longer I, have control. I have no control. Yeah. Uh, so now, I mean, um, I try and schedule things like today was a wonderful opportunity for me to go to the state house prayer meeting. Yeah. And I, it's been on my calendar for man, a month and a half at least. Yeah. And, uh, last week, uh, Thursday, my daughter calls and said, Hey, um, I got called into work. I need you to watch the kids. Yeah. It was a no brainer. She, she goes, you do anything? I said, I was, but I'm not now. Yeah. Uh, it's a no brainer because my family is my first ministry and I mm -hmm. want my kids, my, my kids to know that they're most important. And I maybe a little, maybe I go a little too far with that because, um, I was doing an addictions program back when they were living with us before I was a pastor. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was doing a big addictions program and, um, it was every Friday night and I missed basketball games and volleyball games and, uh, soccer games yeah. and all these things. And it's put some bitterness in my kid's heart yeah. for me, you know, um, putting ministry first. Yeah. And then I started to become a jap chaplain at the jail, working in the addictions program in the jail as well. And so then I started missing things on Saturdays too, because yeah. ministry is first. And, and so, uh, I, 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 I hate that I did that. Yeah. Um, I didn't know any better. That's kind of what I was taught. Um, and so I, I'm not going to do it again. And yeah. if I err that way and put my family first, um, it's never going to be in the name of Jesus, yeah. but it's not going to be at the I'm, I'm not going to put somebody else at the cost of my family, so yeah. to speak. So yeah, they only again, get one day. No brainer. Right? Yeah. So again, I had to, I had to reach out to, you know, the person that had invited me yeah. and let them know, Hey, I said, I was coming. I'm sorry. I'm not coming. You know, life happens. Um, yep. uh, I wish I could have been there. I'm yeah. sure it was good. Did you go? Uh, I did not. So my yeah. day got. Uh, I had a, so you understand what an hour about. meeting this morning. I was supposed to be there as well. And then yeah. up into a three and a half hour meeting that was fairly important. So, yeah. I did. So what would you tell a guy? Cause a lot of guys, you're not alone, like struggle with control. Right. Mm -hmm. And especially like when you look at 
as a church, we're walking through Hebrews 11 right now, um, and it's looking like the faith it takes to do things. So even when God told Noah, like, hey, go build a boat, like, he just keeps building that boat forever, right? It's like, you can't control, like, the circumstances around or tells Moses, hey, go start walking out here in the wilderness, right? And it's like, in my mind, I'd be like, okay, what's the plan? Like, where are we going? I'm asking what's the that God every day. Right? What's the plan, Lord? Let me in on yeah. something, you know? Please. Yeah. So what have you learned or you could share with other guys who struggle with uh, contr- trying to control everything? Since I was able to read mm-hmm. every birthday card my entire life, my grandma would write Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And a few years ago, um, as an addictions counselor, I was trying to help someone understand what that was, and yet I still didn't truly understand what it was. Yeah. And uh, I I think I get it a lot better now. Um, So I would say to that, trust in God, okay? Do what you know to do. Yeah. Make the plans. Make the schedules. Be a good steward of the time that God has given you. Yeah. But when stuff happens and ruins those plans, don't lean to your own understanding. Don't try and figure out what God is doing. Don't try and figure out what's going on. Trust in God. And in all thy ways, acknowledge him. So, and, and that, I, I, I mean, okay, God, I don't know what this is doing, but you're doing it, so yeah. I'm good with it, you know? Yep. And that's kind of what I feel about that. And then yeah. it says, and he shall direct that path. Yeah. And I found that when I take those steps that I have no idea why I'm taking them, but I know that he's got me and I yeah. can take that step, even though, it's upsetting to someone who wants to have control. It's killing you inside. Even though it's, yeah, and, and you're like, I mean, this is this is rough. Uh, but I tell our people at church, like, all the time, if living for Jesus was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But it's not easy. God told us it wouldn't be easy. Jesus said, this isn't going to be easy. Okay? Yeah. Not if you're going to do it the right way. And I, I can't say I always do it the right way. But I know this. Every time I do it the right way, yeah. it gets rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell people... And I wish I learned this early on in pastoring. When I get a new convert, when I get someone who's just gotten saved or someone who's just got back into church and maybe they never really walked with him yeah. and they're walking with him and they say, man, pastor, I'm going to do this. It's okay, good. Now listen, somebody's going to come trip you up. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't care. Listen, there you're is no teddy bear rainbows in Christianity. Yeah. Okay. You're going to hit something. There's going to, I've told our people, you never have to look for a reason not to be at church. One will always present itself. Yeah. Yeah. You should never, Sunday morning should never be a, a church uh, uh, attendance decision. It, it should be, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and before I was pastoring, um, just as someone that was serving in the church, my wife and I woke up on a Sunday morning at five 30 with it raining in our kitchen. It's not supposed to rain in my kitchen. Right. Nope. I didn't have anything. And I didn't have a sprinkler. Well, great, not going today. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's, that's what a lot of people <laughs> yeah. would think. And it never crossed my mind and not yeah. because I'm some super Christian, but I mean, there wasn't nothing I could do about that. Yeah. Right. I mean, we went and bought some towels from Walmart, threw them down. And I had, uh, at that point in time, uh, we were doing the bus ministry. Yeah. We were doing, um, uh, I was doing Sunday school class, junior church, and then uh, go to the jail and preach three to, or four to eight messages uh, yeah. in, the, in the cell blocks, go back to Sunday night church. And then I had my route because I've been doing my sign route for yeah. a long time. And so uh, I'm a bivocational guy. So uh, even now, so. Uh, That's I, something we always talk about too is. Like, who else is missing out because we're missing? Yeah. Um, and what are they missing out on because we're missing? And that's just it. You, man, you guys have been to church. I mean, I, I know that you haven't been going your whole yeah. life, but I've been going to church my whole life. And there's maybe 
five to ten messages that have literally changed my life. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of messages and good messages, but but what if I didn't go that day? Yeah. Right. What if I wasn't there the night that I got saved? Or what if I wasn't there the April 5th, 2015, uh, or 2005, when uh, a, a wayward child of God uh, was called back? And mm-hmm. what if I hadn't gone that day? What yeah. if I had well, just it's like you said, you were running the bus ministry. And, you know, what if you didn't go that day? Who else wouldn't have gone that right. day? Right. Oh. And, and so, I mean, it's just, so we never know what we're going to miss out on when we don't take those steps that God yeah. says to take. Yeah. And, you know, well, I'll pray about whether I should be at church. Eh, wrong answer. Okay. You don't have to pray about it. There's things that God wants us to pray about. And there's things we don't have to pray about. Yeah. There's things we just have to do what we know to do. Yep. I, I, I love, I heard a preacher say this a long time ago. You'll never know God's will outside of God's will. I want to know what God wants for me. I don't know what God wants for me. Well, then do what God wants for you. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Well, read your Bible. Yeah, pray. Take, a, take the first step. Yeah. Go, go to church. Serve in whatever capacity you possibly can. If it's picking up trash, pick up trash. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, do something. So anyone can do something all the time. Yeah. You can always be doing something for, for the furtherance yeah. of the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, and as a pastor, uh, you can think that, well, that's beneath me. Yeah. Because I know that I, when I first started pastoring, for some reason, I had a mentality that the church was there to serve me. Mm-hmm. And man, was that not correct. Yeah. You know, and God had to fix me the next few years. And get me to a, a understanding where I mean, look, I, I clean the toilets, I yeah. sweep the floors, I whatever needs to be done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the groundskeeper. I always has been a groundskeeper. Yeah. But I kind of enjoy that's kind of yeah. cathartic to sit there and <laughs> yeah. sit there and mow five acres and just you know listen to a podcast. Yep. Yeah, yeah I never found thought some better of... ones to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got some good ones. Uh, yeah. I've got a couple. But uh... I love the way I've never really thought of that verse with control. I like to put it there, the Proverbs three, five, and six. But mm-hmm. you know, if if you do struggle with it, hey. Trust in the Lord. Acknowledge Him and everything in your life uh, every day, and then He's going to direct your paths. Right? He's going to send you some ways you didn't plan on going. We always want to know why. Yeah, I always do. I always want to know why. But that's sure. what lean not to thine own understanding. Sure. Not that God doesn't give you an understanding. Yeah. Okay. But it can't be from my perspective. It's got to be from His. Yeah. Well, and it's not I, always on your time. I, was, <laughs> I, I I would like to know someone whose time it is. Yeah. Know, who can yeah, say, yeah, sure. God always does the thing on yeah. my time. So, so. Yep. All right, so if, if guys want to connect with you, where can they find you? You're on Facebook, Instagram? Uh, Facebook, uh, Larry Hoff. Uh, okay. Instagram. One F. Uh, one F. F. Yeah. Instagram, uh, Pastor Hoff. Okay. TikTok, Pasto Hoff, which I forgot an R there and it was too late. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, or And I'm not on TikTok much, so I wouldn't use that one. Um, but I am on Instagram and Facebook. And then uh, I am the real Larry Hoff uh, on TikTok. So. Okay. And then you have a podcast? I do. What's that? Um, How can uh, guys find that? Okay. So it's uh, The Restructured Podcast. The Restructure okay. Podcast. Not Restructured. The Restructure Podcast. Yeah. Uh, me and, and a, a, a friend of mine uh, I've known for a long time, he started the podcast and he would always try and have two or three different points of view when he would approach a subject, but he always really stunk at it. So I said, hey, you need somebody else in your podcast. He said, okay, you do it. So yeah. uh, what we are, we're a couple guys who grew up in an independent fundamental Baptist movement okay. that have moved away from that movement. Okay. Um, I'm as independent as they get and fundamental as they get and Baptist as they get, but I, one, I don't believe I'm right about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, two, um, I believe that the scriptures, uh, take out a lot of our traditions and a lot of our, uh, uh what we would call important okay. issues like, you know, um, separation, uh, over things and yeah. marking people and all these things. So I don't know. We just talk, we talk okay. Bible. Okay. Um, and our, our platform is this, uh, I, I believe that the, uh, 
the church has become a distant shadow of what it ought to be. Okay. Um, at least ours had. And uh, so we want to be Berean by nature and uh, search the scriptures and see if these things are so. Right. So we look at things uh, like right now we're in our seventh season and we're going um, through altars that need repaired. Okay. Um, and looking at things like, uh, you know, just uh, like, uh, man, I can't remember what we're talking about right now. Uh, well, go check I'm, it out. Recording. You, yeah, you it's a good podcast. It, and now if you've never been a part of the independent fundamental Baptist world, it's probably not going to make a lot of sense. Yeah. But if you have, uh, then I think it, it could be an encouragement to you. Um, but we're on YouTube, uh, the Researcher Podcast, um, Facebook, the Researcher Podcast. And so, okay. And then you pastor out in Greenfield, Indiana? Yeah, at Faith Baptist Church. Yeah, yes. so if you're on that area, looking Baptist. for a church. U.S., looking for a church, check mm-hmm. us out. We uh, live stream. We have a great app. Uh, we have a great website. Uh, you can pretty much check out just about everything we are on the website. And, okay. Uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for a church out there, just if you're just looking for somebody to talk to, you know, there's nothing I love talking more than Jesus or food. So. Right. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> Hit you up. So we have three or four questions to ask you in our uh, right. lightning round here. All right. Um, who would you want to meet from history? Yep. Um, not Jesus. One person from history. <laughs> Try Wyatt to stop you. Wyatt Earp. Okay. No I one's like ever said answer. that. Yeah, that'd be. That's a good one. That'd be I'm good a cowboy, one. baby. Yeah. yeah. City born, city raised, but I want to be a cowboy. Wyatt so. Earp. All yeah, right. Wyatt Earp. Uh, a book you would, a book that's your favorite book or a book you'd recommend, not the Bible. Dangerous Calling, Paul David Tripp. Paul David Tripp. I read that book every year. I've read it three times. I don't know if I can read it again. It hurts. Yep. It's, I read everything Paul David Tripp puts out. I've read a couple things. And that's, other than that, that's yeah. been definitely the one that, uh, again, I was going through a transition, and yeah. that's one where God really just hit me hard. Yeah. Um, and uh, really showed me that I had a horrible view of pastoring. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's good. It's I, good if you're pastoring yep. or serving full time, I would highly suggest yep. that. Good book. Third question. Yeah. You ready, Nick? Yep. Oh, who would play you in a movie? <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> who who played me in a movie? I was ready for RT to speak. Uh, if if it was a movie that anyone would want to go watch, yeah. Um, wow. I mean, I I think I look like Dick Van Dyke when I'm thin, but he's old, so he couldn't play me. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know. That's a tough one because I've never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My favorite actor is probably. Um, What's his name? I can't think of his name now. What about Bob? Bill, Bill Murray. There you Bill go. Murray. Bill Murray. So, yeah. All right. Bill Murray. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know most actors, so I'm never a help on this. So uh, see, I'm a, I'm a movie yeah, nut. Uh, I have a lot of useless information. I got your William Wallace at the very beginning. You mentioned That was you, right? You mentioned no, that? No. Yeah, you did. No, I don't know who William Wallace is. No, you mentioned that at the beginning of this podcast. No, that was the... Oh, that was, was, was it another? That was last week. Was it? Yeah, I sat in for it, though. I was sitting over there. Okay. So. I was just really proud of myself and it's coming out now because I never get movie references. And I was like, I know this, but then I didn't want to speak up and be like, I know this because anyways, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who William Wallace is. Let's wrap this so. up. Yep. Thanks for coming. Oh, who would you want to meet in the Bible? Oh Not yeah. Jesus. Oh, oh, that's easy. Elijah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm a smart one. <laughs> you know, okay, okay quick, quick, quick. Yeah. I know we're, I'm, he's going to lose Listen, he gets mad every week. I just want to, I want to see the look on Elijah's face. When those 50 men from the king came to see him that first time, he said, yeah. if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven, consume thee in thy 50. And when the fire came down and took him up, I wonder if he went, God, I was just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. There's so much about Elijah's life. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a tough man of faith. Very Elijah. tough. Very tough man. <laughs> but also a weak man. Yeah. 
You yeah. can't be a tough man if you've never been a weak man. Yeah, that sure. is a good quote. All right. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Thanks, yep. guys. Appreciate Thanks you for coming. coming Thanks for Workforce Chaplains nice for sponsoring yeah, it. Nice meeting you. Uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Share it on X. Instagram, X, yep. Facebook. See you guys right. next week. Thanks.